What's the candy situation in New York? Do they just kill people for knocking on doors? Is that the way it works there? No, you go to stores, and then the stores will give you candy. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, knock- things on the windows, and it says, like, we are candy approved. And you're like, cool. And then they knock on the door, and they, like, give you candy. But then you go to, like, 7-Eleven, and it's like, don't wear masks inside. Okay, how many? So you wear a mask, and then you pull out a gun, and you're like, give me all your candy. That was my favorite mission in Payday 2. But. <laughs> how many situation? How many times has this situation unfolded for you, Plant and Fresh Stick? Um, uh, uh, somebody wearing a costume knocks on your door. Um, they say something that sounds like trick or treat, and so you uh, you know you scoop in your candy bowl, and they hold out a bag, and you put the candy in the bag, and then you as you are putting it in, you realize that it's not a child in a costume, but a bunch of rats that have stacked up on top of each other in the shape of a child. You mean on Halloween or just in general? My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I am a pile of rats in human form. My name is Christopher Plant, and today is Halloween. My name is Russ Boostick, and I know the best game of the week. Uh, you could actually, this is the f- a first for me, I could hear the self-doubt. In, in his, <laughs> I, could, I could hear like his niggling fears about his, uh, uh, his own depravity. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're recording uh, right next to each other today. And what was great is the boo was he was in it, but it was a shh where you actually that was actually the sigh coming out of his throat along with the rest of his essence. This is the besties where we talk about the latest and greatest in opera, dance, sports, movies, TV, comic books. But today we're gonna take a look at video games. Interesting, interesting. I was wondering where we were going to land this 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 time round. This week it's video games. Uh, who wants to start off with their uh, video game product that they've been enjoying? I'll start. Are you guys ready? It seems like you nope. always start, but go ahead. Does it really seem like that? Uh, just go ahead. Don't worry about it. It's I don't want to. No, okay. the train's moving. We're, we're in it. We're in it. Train's moving. We're... Okay. So um, my best thing of the week is the best controller upgrade of the week, the year, the last decade. I'm not oh, even man. going... I'm not. I don't think I'm uh, exaggerating here when I say the PS4 controller is such a colossally huge improvement over the PS3 controller. It cannot be understated. It is probably my favorite controller of all time of all video games. What I said it. I went there. I came back again. Um, yeah, it's it's a very good controller. Have we not talked? To, I feel like we've brought this. We might, I think we brought this. I think we this, brought it at E3. Yeah, at like E3. a special thing. But we should, oh, that's we right. should note, I think there's a lot of people that may or may not know this, but even though we're here about two weeks out from the PlayStation 4 launch, you can actually just go to a store and buy a PS4 controller. Yeah. Um, you yeah. might be asking, why would one do that? To connect you to a PC immediately, because it's the new default PC Thank controller. you. I was, I was sort of... That no, was no, a I, just want, I just want to make sure that you knew. Yeah, I was aware. So you can actually, thank you, Plant, connect it to a PC or even a Mac um, using some work. We actually just posted a video to show you how you can do these things and um, play video games using this awesome, kick-ass, my favorite controller. 
Um, my level of hatred for the PS3 controller cannot be understated, overstated, overstated, cannot be overstated. Uh, it was fucking terrible. And um, just every aspect of the PS4 controller makes my life just like a treat. I've played first-person shooters on it. I've played platformers, fighting games, you name it. Every step of the way, it is so much better. Um, I'm just going to name one thing that I love. On the PS3 controller, some crackhead had the idea that pressure-sensitive <laughs> face buttons were a great idea. Yeah. Someone thought, oh, touch the circle button a tiny little bit, and yeah. you can have your character hug someone. Touch it slightly more than that, and you can have them murder that someone. No one's ever done that. How much? Way, how no game has ever Metal Gear. That. Metal Gear did that. How much? Um, how much of that functionality was designed specifically for Lair? And then Lair came out, and they're like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> fuck! What do we do? What do we yeah. do now? Lair two? No. Who said Lair two? Fire him. Uh, I am so happy to be rid of the PS3 as a device that is in my life." Um, and the I just biggest got, reason it, I just got Beyond Two Souls in the mail, and like, I can't get psyched. <laughs> I can't get psyched to play because it means I, I gotta, I gotta fuck with the Dual Shock again for arguably the last time ever. I well, have to. Uh, I, I, I. Uh, when I when the story went live and we started talking about the controller, there are a lot of people online saying that they. Uh, they like the PS3 controller the way it is, and they didn't see the point in changing. Um, for myself, personally, I I do have a console preference, and it's 360, and part of that is the online multiplayer community. More of my friends are on 360. That's fine. But the bigger thing, because I mainly play single-player games, is that I like the controller so much better. I mean, it, I, that doesn't seem to be so crazy a reason to choose one system over the other. I um, think it's the biggest. I think uh, the, other than console exclusives and honestly for me the biggest thing is yeah, who where are my friends playing video games at? Um but yeah, I just I can't I can't get excited about playing games on the DualShock 3, especially first person games. It's 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 just those sticks just don't they are not conducive to walking around with one and looking around with the other it doesn't yeah and and for a while i thought the reason the sticks were the problem was because they they aren't offset i thought that the fact that they were just right next to each other was why i was so uncomfortable it's it's not it really it's, isn't it's a few different things round it's, tops it's the round tops on the ps3 controller were awful your fingers would slide off of them and it's also the distance between the two. So when you're holding the PS4 controller now, your thumbs have like a decent space between them. Whereas before, they were like all on top of on them. top of each other. Yeah, there was a lot so, of roundness to that controller that kind of sucked. I hated. Uh, I think Resistance Three, which is a terrific game by any other standard, it, it, and really any game that required you to use L2 and R2 for like the main aiming and shooting. Yeah, those those triggers being rounded like. That is just not a very pleasant tactile experience. Yeah, and that was something I think a lot of developers realized eventually that like, oh, we can't use L2 and R2 as primary buttons. But then when the alternative are L1 and R1, which don't really have that satisfactory pull sure. that that triggers have. Like, yeah. I know I'm kind of saying a double standard there, and my problem with L2 and R2 wasn't the, the pull on them. It was that, I don't know, I always felt like I was touching them wrong. I think this controller is really great and and all, but what I'm most excited about is to see how the PC community uh, makes its own drivers for it or just modifies it 
because that touchpad on it, that is what I want my Steam controller to be. Like, to have a controller that is as good as the Xbox 360 controller, but when I'm trying to use uh, Steam Big Picture mode and something breaks and I need yeah. a mouse around my desktop just to hit some dumb OK button, how great is it going to be to be able to just use that little, you know, touchpad on top, clicky-clicky, and then yeah. get back to my game? Well, that's what they want the Steam controller to do as well, but that's a whole other controller. Don't it? That's, that's apples and oranges, man. That's two completely different... Yeah, apples and pears even it's that different well i would say apples and pears actually have way more similarities than an orange and an apple would have they both have that mm. stem on it and you eat it like an apple but an orange you have to unwrap it and then it's yeah but you know juicier citrus no, I, can i finish sorry oh, orange doesn't have a core for one thing um and the color of course is is quite different it's um well, it's orange, as its name implies, and apples are, for the most part, red. They can be green, though. See, when you take a green apple and a pear... Okay, I'd like to talk about my favorite thing of the week. The colors are uh, almost the same. Go ahead, Justin. Thanks so much. I hate to disrupt. I love to... Yeah, I, but things are this exciting. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that that is where aura frames comes in it's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Um, the, uh, the thing I'd like to talk about this week is my the best book of the week. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. No, wait. <laughs> Um, it is called Device Six. You guys familiar with Device Six? I'm Mogo. I'm Simogo. I'm Samuel familiar with watches. Wonder Book. Is this any relation to Wonder Book? This is uh, this is a uh, uh, an iPad or iPhone. If you want to do iPhone, I think it would be better on iPad though. Uh, game where it is presented in the form of a a book in six chapters, but the book has uh first off it has branching pathways there are lots of uh elements of interactivity so you have uh, there are different pathways you can go down and get more parts of the story um wait i'm confused there are, let's okay. don't uh, i'm you've already confused me because you're talking about a book i'm reading okay. a book now unless this book has like at the end of the page do you want dustin to jump into the cliff or get the key i don't know what you mean by pathways 
Okay, well, the the thing about text in this game is it's it's you are controlling the scrolling. And a lot of these branching pathways, it will uh, basically be, instead of swiping down to continue reading, you'll see a line extending off the text. And if you swipe to the side, then you can actually control the path of the story that way. So the, the words themselves become sort of a pathway through the story. Um, and it, sometimes you'll have to turn it uh, turn the iPad or iPhone to keep the story moving um, uh, as text will scroll in different directions, etc. What if um, you're a slow reader? Uh, well, it's at your own pace, so you're the one controlling the swiping, so you're What fine. if you're a really fast reader, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you're controlling the pace, so you can swipe it any What speed. if you read, like, just right, like the temperature's just Well, you're right. controlling the pace, so you can just swipe. I'm illiterate, and I've reading. been illiterate my whole life, and I don't really have any plans to, like, not get, be illiterate. Get angry birds. Um, the <laughs> I don't the, know how to find it in the store. <laughs> yeah, look for a red bird. Uh, <laughs> the uh, There is uh, uh, also... Uh, integrates audio elements so you'll be scrolling through a section of the story and you'll hear uh, uh, audio cues to uh, that, that complement what you're what you're reading uh, but there are also interactive puzzles throughout the game that you have to solve using clues from what you've read but also things you've uh, unearthed in different images and stuff like that uh, so it's like reading to- comprehension tests like in the SATs no, I mean, the the puzzles are pretty usually pretty well hidden uh, in images and are the sort of things that require a lot of um, uh, non a lot of lateral thinking and uh, exploring through the the book and experimentation. I have currently have a uh, a, a notepad, with four or five legal pages full of notes and scribbles and drawings and designs for for different. Uh, puzzles or information that didn't become relevant or did become relevant as I was playing through uh, with with Sydney, um, my wife. And uh, she's great at the puzzles. I'm not so great How with those. How do you those. play a reading game with another person? Uh, she, uh, we, we both read a page and then she looks at me and waits a couple minutes as I finish reading yeah, it. Yeah, she's like wicked way smarter than you are. Yeah, like way, 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 way smarter. But it's super, the 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 storytelling is really well done. It's got a great uh, ending. Um, it really is what one is of those. What is the ending? <laughs> it's a, uh, there's sort of a metafiction with you uh, where your iPad actually figures into, or your, or your iPhone, if that's the case, actually figures into the, the story um and and it's it is similar thematically i would say to like stanley parable for example um but a, a very cool aesthetic kind of a um 60s mod feel to it um but it is really 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 interesting and a great reminder of just when games seem like everything has been mined you play something that like oh wow there are so many different things we could be doing are, are with, there people, with interactive media. Are there people that actually think that in this day and age, in this fucking year of all years? I know. I'll, they have no ideas are out, guys. We ran out of ideas. Looks like nobody's doing anything. Well, I mean, anything you look at new. Battlefield 8 oh, and don't Assassin's be that. Creed well, 70. But I, I mean. but I will say this. like Looking through the App Store, as someone that looks at the App Store every week, uh, it's, bad, it's man. pretty damn depressing on the whole. And these special games, these games are on the level of, like, you know, uh, this developer definitely does a bunch of them. Uh, you know, the super hexagons of the world maybe come around once every two months or so. 
and then the that rest seems of it is like soul crushing garbage. Th- what? That that seems awfully conservative. I in think terms no. Of, I mean that's no. that's pretty dead on. There, I, I'd say that they're they're pretty few and far between this year. Yeah, um, you know it's 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 really really uh, it's it's a great story and it's told uh, really uh, really interesting and the uh, the puzzles in it are actually really smart and and require you to to put put your thinking cap on as they say. Uh, uh, there was at one point I was trying to solve a puzzle by downloading an app that let me reverse speech. So I could try to find additional clues in what sounded like a, a, a reversed speech. And then in reverse it said, to win the game, you must kill John Romero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it's not see true. that coming. But okay, device six is what it's called, and everybody should go get it. I think it's like three bucks. Can and I pin a recommendation on, onto the tail of that? I, I'm, I'm going to do one too. Uh, if you if you like that, you should also download Year Walk, which is oh, by yeah. the same studio. Yep. And it's Samogo, right? It's like perfect right Samogo. now, very Halloweenish. Yeah, I, I would like to also pin on there, paint it back. It's by uh, it's by Casual Labs, and it's Picross. It's just Picross, yeah. and you can play it. And it's Picross, <laughs> cool. and it's on your iPad. Also, Battlefield Four. Battlefield Four. It's, it's a it's new like game. It's like shooting the Segway. <laughs> Was that a Segway? Um, yeah. Well, we gotta go to halftime first. We'll get we'll get there, but first let's go to halftime. All right. Oh, God, no. All right, let's just go ahead and skip over halftime, and let's just go straight in. (laughs) Bestie. Wow, I actually do feel genuine terror right now. Yeah, me too. It is I, Milton Bradley. (laughs) Oh, no, Milton Bradley, the spectral inventor of such hits as Candyland. My favorite ghost bigot. Hello, besties. Ah, yes, I have made many board games over the years, showing the world as it should be, with small white children everywhere. (laughs) All right. Besties, how are you on this fine Halloween? I'm not good. I was good, like, before your, your phantasmal cameo. You're a, uh, sir, what, what games do you have for us in this Halloween season? Well, I wanted to show one new game that I've been working on that you might find spooky. Here's the idea. Two players. Uh, yeah. This is a board game, by the way. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, Mil- my. Yeah, I think we knew that that was your your fucking. My MO milieu, was my board genre games. is. Just so board everyone knows, uh, right now, something appears to have taken over Russ Russ's. Okay, body. I was going to ask. He's, you're in the room. Yeah. The, the, immediately, the, the, his eyes rolled into the back of his head, yeah. and he pulled out of his bag this really dusty board game with just hate and racial slurs scrawled all over it. In well, I ink. wouldn't say slurs per se. Perhaps what would you call honest them? truths? Okay. I mean that. Anyway, is I've been worried. He's by the way, Ross is fine. He'll yeah. be ready to go in a couple weeks. You're like in his body, so like you can. You, there's no cat scan required. You're like in there. Well, you're, maybe you're not like doing shit in his brain right now, are you? Mm, we'll see, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Gentlemen, I wanted to tell you about this game I've been working on. Here's the idea. Two players sit across from each other 
There is a board, and the objective is simple. One player... As quickly as you can. There's no way I'm leaving this in the show. Are you with me? Zero, zero percent chance that this is staying in the show. There's a negative 25% chance I'm keeping this in the show. Perhaps I should tell you the title of my game. I mean, you can. It's not staying in the show, but yeah, you can tell us the name of it. Unless someone interrupts me very quickly. No, no, tell us the name. Do you have another game that I can leave in the show? (laughs) When you were scripting this, did you think that this would be an appropriate thing to leave in the show? <laughs> Griffin, leave this. Okay, leave this bit in the show, but just instead of his his uh, game, just put in like ten seconds of static and let people try to wonder what it was that he said, and let people build an obsessive cult around it. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so Griffin, what? Are I you don't doing? trust those Malaysian people. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, okay. Stop Griffin. It. it wasn't about Malaysians. Okay. Hey guys, he's gone. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages. Sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 
15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Griffin, what have you been playing this week? My game that I'm bringing this week, or my best that I'm bringing this week, is Best Sale, or perhaps Most Improved Sale. And that award goes to The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. I know it's a bit aged. It's on um, sale? It's No, it has a sale in it, like a boat. Like a boat. Homonym. Oh, okay. Um, it, it is an old game, because it came out in 2003. But this is the new one that came out in September. So it's still pretty old. Um, but yeah, I mean, you pretty much know what you're getting into. There's there's this weird, all the improvements, I would say, like the best improvements of it are mechanical, because that was a very, um, that game did not really respect the amount of time that the user put into it, sort of like all modern Zelda games. Uh, but Wind Waker was especially egregious, especially once you get to some of the later stuff, like the Triforce quest which required you to go to these eight different points across the world to collect these eight different charts that would tell you where to dig up these eight different treasures that you had to get before. That's like 64 different things. It's It was miserable. They It's still not great, but it, they have sped up that process a lot. They've also so you sped beat, up... Did you beat the game already? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it came out a while ago. It's been out like a yeah, month and still, a half. It's a long um, game. Uh, well, the the reason I like it is because it has an off-screen mode. It has a, a gamepad mode. So I play it, like, while Rachel and I were watching the World Series or while we were watching Biggest Loser. Like, I'll just crack that bad boy out and play it until the battery dies. She um, didn't get angry at you for that? Didn't she want you to spend time with her? I mean, we were spending time together. I can, you know, I can yeah, multiply. I mean, you can try run that scam for a while. Wait till you're married. Yeah, it does not work. That does not work. It's, what, it's a great fiction. Um, you gotta care about Survivor as much as she cares about Survivor. Uh, first off, nobody cares more about Survivor than I do. <laughs> we should have talked about this at halftime. We should have. Even, oh we should have talked about anything else at <laughs> halftime. The game has changed. The game done did change. Wait till blood mixes with water. What water, are you gonna get? Let's oh, um, worry about Vetus. I'm worried about Vita Sue. Guys, hold on. We got to get back to the thing I was talking about, though. Um, I'd say the biggest thing about it is this sale. There's this new goddamn sale. It's actually kind of hard to find. You, it, anyway, this sale uh, fixes fixes two problems with the the sort of boat mechanic of Wind Waker HD or, or, or Wind Waker in general, uh, and that is a your boat's super goddamn slow and you have to use it constantly. And B, whenever you want to turn 90 degrees, you have to pull out your, your magic baton and play a song to change the direction of the wind. It was really shitty. It was really, But that's really more convenient than real sailing, where you have to actually wait for the wind to change. That's, I, that's a good point, Russ. I hadn't thought yeah. about it like that. But yes, I guess yeah. it is, it is a, I guess, a bit faster process than just waiting. No, I mean, there's jibs and shit, right? There's jibs that you yeah, have you to can fly. Tack. You can yeah right. There's there's lots of things you can do. Are uh, these sailing words? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I thought you knew about it. I guess you're no. not uh, as moneyed as Russ and I are. That's um, true. Cross hitches. This new sail, it has the wind behind you constantly, no matter which direction you're facing. So you don't have to play that fucking song every thirty seconds, uh, and it's also like way faster. That seems uh, like 
I don't know. You essentially, it's a motorboat then, right? It is kind of a motorboat. Since Majora's Mask, I feel like there has been, uh, like, a desire to make these games longer than they can support. I made the point in our, our uh, in I think actually I was still a joystick at the time, but when I reviewed uh, um, Skyward Sword, it was a fucking terrific game that was literally like 15 hours longer than it should have been. Because they yeah. make you go back to all the places you've already been. There's one dungeon that you literally have to run through again, like a second time straightforward, and there's like not that many things changed your second time around. It's just like they want to make these games as long as possible instead of like the 20 or 25 hour long really great games that they should be yeah um and there's still a bit of that but it looks good it's it's uh yeah what do you think about the art style changes i kind of miss the old like yeah. more cartoony art style it's just i mean it is still that exactly it's exactly that still no they've no so, but they've like enhanced the water, it. for example like used to be like this clear blue block and it was yeah. like you know um no i think it, it looks it's weird because I've always cared more about the art style of a game than the like graphical fidelity of that game. And like I think the art style of the original Wind Waker was perfect and it's still perfect. They've just like slopped slopped some HD sauce up on it. Yeah. Um it's weird. Like, yeah, it looks fine, but it's hard to like give the game many points in that department because the game that came out literally a decade ago still looks fantastic. And there are not that many games from a decade ago that you can say that about bubsy 3d bubsy 3d is probably chief among them yes yeah well good uh, one hey thanks let's talk about battlefield mm, so guys did you play battlefield 3 yes it was terrible yeah so that single player i think is like the worst single player that has ever been put in it's really game. really really bad it's criminally bad because what they did is they they said what is great about battlefield it's the open areas and all the cool freedom you can have with the, the vehicles. So let's put you in a really long corridor for about four hours. Um, so what they did with Battlefield 4, I don't know if you've heard about this. They brought the human soul. They, they took it out of a body somewhere in Sweden and they injected it into video game code. And that is the Battlefield 4 campaign. Now here's what, what the that, fuck did you just say? <laughs> that, no, there's there's soul, there's humanity in this game, and what that looks like is some okay single player missions where you're you're in a shooter, right? And you're shooting people in the face. You shoot like a hundred people in the face, and you'll be walking down the street like it's a normal first person shooter campaign, and then you'll just see two people hugging, oh, for no reason, <laughs> and they'll look at you and be like, "Sir, we're hugging." Help us! And you'll be like, I want to. I, Why I are want they upset? to help you. Why are they upset? Are, are they stuck? <laughs> because, <laughs> and they can't yeah, open the door. And so then you open the door because that is a big part of what you do in Battlefield. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't, just, let's pause for a second. Why are they hugging? What door? Why these can't are, they open the door? These are all great questions that go unanswered, like lost. <laughs> it's a mystery. Game. Okay. Okay, so then you go in the door, and then there's, like, more people there, and they're like, sir, help us. And then you realize, I'm in a bookstore. And, you're, and all the people are like, I don't think we're prepared to help these people. And this is after you've killed at least 400 people, including breaking into a skyscraper and fighting, I think, your fourth helicopter hand-to-hand. Oh, my God. How yeah, does that work? Fight- okay. 
Yeah. So, and every mission in Battlefield. Remember, you remember the uh, the helicopter rule with the Bachelor. Remember that season when the Bachelor had a helicopter every episode? I no. think you mean every season, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So basically, that's what they did with with Battlefield. They were like, you know, this this mission isn't working. Let's put another helicopter in it. So you have to shoot helicopters constantly. Uh, and at the at the beginning of the game, that just means like shooting one weapon at it, and then it kills a helicopter. But throughout the game, the power of the helicopter just changes a lot. Like, sometimes it can take a lot of damage, sometimes it can't. This is beyond if the If it's point. a mini-boss helicopter, or the if you need to collect the big key before you can fight the exactly. final helicopter. The ultra, ultra-copter, who actually turns into a tank. Okay. Um, so you, you meet these people, and you don't really want to help them, but then you do. And throughout the whole game, there are just these weird scenes where, like, you come across normal people who are either dying or, like, are just left to die, but they're frozen in place just to be really sad. So yeah. you like to walk past them and be like, well, that's really sad. Okay, I'm going to shoot more people. Okay, so let's go back a little bit because you were talking about the bookstore. Got it. Uh, and when you described it, you said it was full of people. So is this game set in, like, 1995? No, it's set in, it's set in the nation where people still read books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Fantasy world. Uh, not the nation They're that... all by Tom Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also, the story is so amazingly bad. I, I don't know what happened. What about all the drama? Because there was that scene they showed off in E3 where the four people are in the water, they're in a car, and okay. it's sinking in the water. So, it's like, shoot me, shoot me in the face. You got to or else you'll die. When you saw that scene, well, let me guess, you were thinking, wow, this must be a pretty interesting scene, like, halfway through the game, right? Where we drama. know why these people are here. Yeah. That is the first scene of the game. Yeah, establishing that, shot. The game starts there. With that music? Yes. Oh. It starts on that game, on that scene. Oh, yeah, also, bright every, eyes, every right? time they need eyes. for you to like the characters, they have a new song that they all listen to together. Oh. In the middle oh. of, like, you'll, you'll, you'll have killed, like, 400 people. You'll get in an elevator, and then, like, a song will come on, and I'm like, oh, here's a bonding moment. Also known as Saints Row. <laughs> also, that guy dies early at the beginning of the Dude, game. Dude, spoilers. No, this is in the trailer. This stupid character dies at the beginning of the game, and in the rest of the game, they keep being like, hey, did you call that guy's wife? Because, like, somebody <laughs> should totally let him oh, know that he's Jesus. dead. And it's like, yeah, that's his job. You know, when he's not out saving the world, he has to call out every soldier's wife. Do you think they have, like, an HR department that takes care of this stuff? They need to delegate. This is what it sounds like. Oh, I thought you meant it dice. (laughs) (laughs) Why do they have single-player campaigns in these things that aren't bad company? That's my question. That's that's the craziest thing to me. Here's the thing about why bad company is so good, and what I figured out from Battlefield, is... Battlefield multiplayer is one of the greatest video game comedies of all time because the actual they create this hyper realistic world and that's like the straight the straight setup right and then what you can do in it is just absolutely batshit stupid and that's that's what's so funny about it is watching these people do these things that should not be happening with things that are taking themselves incredibly seriously. I but then I have you a th- hop in that campaign and it's just so serious. All, I have all a theory. I have a theory that next year could possibly see the complete phasing out of a single-player campaign from either Call of Duty or Battlefield. Because on Call of Duty's side, you are seeing it, the Xbox 360 version of that game has a mandatory, I think either three or four gigabyte install specifically for the single-player content. And on uh, Dan Emmerich's blog, the the Activision blog, he said, like, if you just want to do multiplayer, don't worry about installing this thing. 
just don't just fuck it just play multiplayer you don't have to worry about installing the single player campaign i think i think that I think it's not unreasonable to think that they are going to just phase that shit out eventually because it. I think it does help, sort of provide that third pillar f- for for Call of Duty. We have the single player campaign, we have the competitive multiplayer, and then we have you know some weird co op horde mode like zombies or this new um, extinction mode. But I don't think that like, I don't think people are that hot into the campaign shit. I think it gives. I think it's just going to be bad. Like if they. If they don't know how to make one and it's not good, like, just just stop already. The problem is it's just a misunderstanding of what the genre is. Like, it's not Saving Private Ryan. You're killing hundreds of people. You can't take it seriously. If but you take some, it seriously, it will make you not enjoy it. It's the my problem with most shooter campaigns, I, and I'm talking specifically about the military shit here, um, because like this obviously doesn't apply to like a Bioshock or something like that. But but it can't just be a set piece driven AI controlled multiplayer shoot fest. Like for me, the best single player campaign in in not counting the bad company games like the core Battlefield or Call of Duty was Modern Warfare because it had all that dope shit. It had that whole ghillie suit level. Um, it had like all those. That, that sequence of sniper missions that you had to... Yeah. Like it, and it, it had, had characters you actually cared about, which I mattered. don't know. I don't know about that. I did. At the time, they were okay. Captain it had Soap, Price. Soap, Soap. Soap McTavish. Hey, you remember their name. How many I do remember. characters well, do you remember the it, name of? It, in my defense, that's because his name is fucking Soap McTavish. <laughs> uh, I think, that, I think one of the reasons people like that and one of the reasons people like the Black Ops story, uh, the first Black Ops story, is because they like put a little legwork in and made a story that wasn't just the dumbest fucking blockbuster bullshit you could think of. I don't remember fuck all from, like, any of the past Call of Duty You meet JFK in Black Ops. You meet JFK. You're, like, friends with him. Besties. Yeah. So that's honestly... And and why Bad Company 2 campaign works... uh, The Bad Company 1 campaign was kind of crappy, but the second one worked... Is because you had, like, people were goofing around. It was, like, four, three, what was that movie, Three Kings? But four of them? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. like, Four Kings. It was, like, the sequel to Three Kings. I think there was Five Kings, actually. Five Kings? Five yeah, Kings. Spike Jones and then the Ice Cube. I think it was yeah. Five Guys. So what wins? Not the listener. Well, <laughs> what are the other possibilities? Uh, uh, the controller, that, PS4 the controller. Book, no, the, the book thing. The Vice The thing. book I still can't wrap my head around the book it's thing. It's great. You should download it. Okay, I'm downloading it. How much was the price tag on that bad boy? Two ninety nine, I think. Oof. Which one? The book, device six, isn't it? Oh yeah, that was good. Get it. More like buy two, right now. More like too much money. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I was just saying, ninety nine a freemium, please. <laughs> ninety nine cents uh, a freemium. Free ninety nine would be a way better price. That's gonna do it for us, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the besties. We're here every Friday, unless I can manage to get the show canceled, and God knows I'm trying. Uh, Don't forget about me. I will never will. Uh, and source stuff on Polygon.com, and be sure to join us again next Friday for the besties, because she's the world's best friends, play the world's best. Yeah.